Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Please open with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Here, Paul, the apostle, was making a declaration about what happened to him when he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He was talking about the significance of the work of salvation that God, through Christ, did in his life. And I would like us to look one by one at what Paul was trying to say. And we're going to tie this passage with Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6 from verse 1. Romans chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 10 or verse 11. When Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ, what Paul was saying was that he was specifically talking about the, the, the event that happened in his life, his own personal encounter with Jesus. He was talking about himself. He was talking about his salvation experience. Paul was able to identify, or was able to specifically state the event that happened, that there was a day in his life when he encountered Jesus. And if you look into the book of Acts chapter 9, you will see the experience of Paul on his way to Damascus. And now he can specifically say, and anytime he had the opportunity to preach, he was able to specifically talk about the fact that there was a day in his life that he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And so here he said, I have been crucified with Christ. So there was a crucifixion that happened when he gave his life to Jesus, when he had the the experience of salvation. So Paul was saying also that it was was changed. There was a transformation. There was a change. He said, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. He was talking about the fact that the day he gave his life to Jesus, something happened. About the brokenness that happened. About the fact that he was willing to completely surrender to Jesus Christ. He was saying that he had become one with Christ on that day when he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And so, the crucified life. The crucified life is a life that has encountered Jesus Christ. There is no one who will say, I have given my life to Jesus genuinely that will not be able to also confess like Paul confessed that I have been crucified with Christ. So to be saved means to surrender your will. To be saved means to surrender your will. You know, as people were being dipped in water, those songs that we sang, the last one especially, was talking about take my life, say take my will. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thine royal throne. In other words, my will, everything I want to do, whatever I, I, I'm willing to do, becomes is, is coming in submission to whatever you want it to be. So to be saved means you are no longer having your own will. Now, we now bring this to baptism that has happened this morning. What has happened in the lives of these brothers and our sisters? 
They were dipped in water. They were submerged in water. They were baptized in water. It is significant. It is significant because something happened. They have come to publicly, and that question was asked every one of them before they were dipped in, in water. What is Jesus or who is Jesus Christ to you? And they answered, Jesus Christ is my what? My personal Lord and Savior. And so they have, been, they have come to publicly tell everyone that I have been, I have been saved, that I've, I belong to Jesus, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I am not, I'm not ashamed to declare publicly to anybody that wants to know that I have been, I've been baptized, that I've, that I've been born again. So baptism signifies the public declaration of faith in Christ. Baptism signifies death to sin and coming alive in Christ. It means that I have been dead to sin when I'm dipped in water and when I'm raised up, I am coming alive in Christ. So everything about me, every sin, every shortcoming, I am dipping, I'm dying, I'm dying to sin and I'm coming alive in Christ. So Colossians chapter 2, let's see Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. What is what it says about baptism? Colossians 2 verse 12 says buried with him in baptism in which also you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So baptism is for those who have given their lives to Jesus. Believers baptism. That is why in the Baptist denomination we believe that before you you are baptized, you must have encountered salvation. So baptism is also a mark of our authenticity as believers. What authenticates you as a, as a Christian, as a believer, is that you must complete it by being baptized. You must be baptized. And you see in Matthew chapter 3, when Jesus, verses 16 and 17, when Jesus was baptized by John, what happened? The Bible says the heavens opened, isn't it? And a voice came from heaven saying what? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So there was a, a, there was a statement made in order to declare, to authenticate Jesus' oneness with God. And so when I come to be baptized, I'm coming to be authenticated as a part of the body of Christ, as one who has come to identify with Jesus' death, and with his resurrection. So the, the heavens were opened and a voice came saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Let's see Galatians chapter 3 verse 27. It says, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And so when I come to be baptized, I'm recognizing myself as part of, 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 of his body. I'm saying I'm part of his body. And so it is the crucified life. It means I am in union with the death of Jesus Christ. Everything that happened to Jesus when he was buried, when he was, actually before he was buried, when he suffered, when he was, he was beaten, everything that happened is happening to me. My physical, everything that happened to his physical body is happening to me. One thing we need to understand is that Jesus going to the cross was not a sign of weakness. It wasn't because he was weak. Jesus going through suffering on the cross and being crucified was not a sign of his powerlessness. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Let's see what Philippians 2, verses 6 to 8 says. Philippians 2, 6 to 8. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. 
The Bible talks about Jesus' humility. It says, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Yes, verse 7. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of, of, of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So Jesus going to the cross was not a sign of, of powerlessness, was not a sign of weakness, but it was a sign of his surrendering. It was a sign of his submission to the will of his father. In other words, Jesus Christ voluntarily, Jesus Christ voluntarily submitted himself unto death, even the death of his, on the cross. So Paul was saying, I'm convinced that the way of Christ is the best way of life. I'm convinced that Christ is the only Savior. And because of that, I have come to surrender my life unto Christ genuinely. And that is what every, everyone who has accepted Jesus and who is willing to come to Christ in baptism is saying. Paul was saying, I've come to surrender my will, my way, my plans, my ambition, my personality, my totality. I've come to surrender it as I've come, as I've been crucified with Christ. What I am, what I'm not, what I aspire to be, even my inabilities, I have surrendered. I have surrendered it to God through Christ. So it is my prayer that all who have professed to be Christians, we come to the understanding of what Paul meant when he said, I have been crucified with Christ. I have died with Christ. I am dead. Just like Jesus died, I am dying. Or I am dead. So the life that I live, I am not living my own life. I am living the life of Christ. I am I'm dead. That is what Paul is saying, this is the outright meaning of your baptism because it is a symbolic representation and manifestation of our union with Christ. So as Baptists, we believe that as you are entering into that water, you are identifying with the suffering of Christ and all you are being, as, as you are being immersed, you are dying and are being born, buried with Christ. And as you are being brought, you are also resurrecting with Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 says, Let's see, Galatians 3, 27, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have done what? We have put on Christ. You have put on Christ. So as you have been baptized with Christ, you have, you have put on Christ. So what is, is Paul saying in, in, in that passage that we read? Galatians 2, 20. And let's now go also to Romans chapter 6. Let's compare and tie together Romans chapter 6 and Galatians 2, 20. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So, the first thing we saw is that we see the crucified life. The next thing is living in Christ. It says, but Christ lives in me. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. In me. So it means that when you see me, you are not seeing me as, as but you are seeing Jesus, my behavior, everything that I do should reflect Christ. Living in Christ means living according to his teachings, according to his will, according to his ways. It is to allow Christ to dominate and control every part of my life. 
So I'm not going to pick and choose to say this is what God is, I'm going to allow Jesus to do in my life. This is what I'm going to do for myself. When it comes, concerns my career, he can have his way. But when it concerns um, uh, my spirituality, I will allow him. No, he's saying living in Christ. Christ lives in me. So for Christians, there is no demarcation between your life in church and your life outside of the church. Who you are in church should be who you are outside of the church. So when I, when, I, when I look at you on a Monday morning, I'm not going to expect a different behavior from you from who you are on a Sunday morning. Everybody is sitting here quietly, spiritual, in quotes, as children of God. When we get outside there, do we also live as children of God? So Paul is saying, Christ is living in me. You are consciously submitting every aspect of your life unto the will of God on a daily basis. Christ lives in me. You reflect Christ. And until you come to this point, until we come to this point, as Christians, we'll be having struggles in our life. We'll be having struggles between pleasing God and pleasing the world. Until we come to the realization that I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. I am dead. There is, my, there is nothing about me that must prevail. As long as it is God saying this is what I must do, that is most, what I must do. And so, until we come to that point, we will always struggle with, between pleasing God and pleasing the world. Until we come to this point, we will question every teaching and every doctrine that we think is, is, is challenging our freedom and our, and our authority. Until we come to the point where we say, Christ is the one living in me. So there is nothing that is being taught according to the word of God that I will not receive, that I will not accept, that I will not believe, that I will not obey because Christ is the one living in me. And I want to please him totally, completely in every area of my life. So living in Christ is to live the same way Christ lives. It means living in the spirit. Living in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. 14 verse 14 says, The natural man cannot do what? Cannot understand the things of the spirit. Because what? Why? They are foolishness unto him and he's not able to discern them. Because they are spiritually discerned. So living in Christ means that I must live in the spirit. I must be, spirit, I must be spiritually discerned. I must spiritually discern the things of God and the things that he wants. The third thing that Paul was telling us in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 and in Romans chapter 6 from verse 6 to 12 is that as people of God, we have the new life. We have the new life. And that is the life of faith. He says, the life I now live in the flesh. What happens to it? I live by, I live by what? I live by faith in the Son of God. So I live by faith in the, love, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself unto me. Galatians, Romans chapter 6 from verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. So now if we died with Christ, we believe, look at the word, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, 
dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. And so anyone that has been crucified, anyone that is living the life of Christ, is also living the new life, the life of faith. And that means that he has total dependence on God. He has total trust in God. It means obedience unto even unto God, even when he's, what he's asking does not make sense. I believe that he has good plans for me. I believe that he sees ahead and he knows what is good for me. And so I have been crucified with Christ. I have, I have surrendered my will and my way to him. And I'm coming in faith, trusting that he, he is not going to mislead me. Trusting that everything will be well with me. Trusting that as I obey, I'm going to receive the reward of my obedience. That is what it means to be called a child of God. That is what it means to come in obedience to be baptized. So the new life in Christ does not immune you from challenges of life. Rather, it opens you even to attacks. Attacks from men and attacks from the devil. Attacks from men because men have set a standard. Men have expectations of how they think Christians should behave. And so when as Christians, as a Christian, you are not living the way that the world thinks you should live, then you begin to get attacks. And because Satan himself, you have attacked from Satan because you have come from him. And so he's coming to bombard you. And so you must have faith to believe that this one that, that, that you have believed is able to carry you through. He says, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God to see me through this journey. And I pray that the Lord will see us through this journey of faith, of journey through eternity in Jesus' name. The fourth thing that Paul was saying in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 is that as people who have believed in Christ, we should maximize the grace, the grace that we have in the new life. It is a life of service to God. It is a life of service to men. If you say you have been born again, if you say you have believed in Jesus Christ and you have come to be baptized, the next thing that we expect you to do is to become active in the body of Christ. Is to get, is, you have come to the family. You have become a part of the family. And, and, and Baptist, we will give you a hand of fellowship. This is what makes you a, a member of Ikoi Baptist Church. So if anyone has been in this church for so many years and has not been baptized, he is not really, he may be in the house, but he's not a member of the family. And so as you have been baptized, as you have become a member of the family, God expects you to play your role in the family, just like in every home. If you, if you are a child in a home or in a family, there are things that you are expected to do in that family. And so if you are here this morning, you've been baptized, but you've not been involved in any part of the, of the church's ministry. It means that you are not really a member of the family or you have not come to take advantage of your being a part of the body. So you must maximize the opportunity and the grace of God upon your life. You must be able to find a place in this body of Christ where you, want, where you will serve, where you are a blessing to the people, where you are also being fed and you are being nurtured so that you can become who God wants you to be. So our salvation and our public declaration of faith through baptism is so that we can continue to serve as a witness for Christ, 
and as we proclaim his love and his word. And so you have come this day to be baptized. You are to go and, and serve as a witness for Christ. You are not going to sit down and do nothing. But you are going to take, take, take part. If you come into your house, if your child comes into your house and, and is not free to do anything, and is not free to move anywhere, and is not free to, to, do, to, to play his role as, as a child, as a parent, a responsible parent, you need to challenge that child because he's not, he's not, he's not behaving like a child. And when you have a visitor, there's a way a visitor will behave. And there's a way children will behave. And so the question that we must ask you this morning, and maybe you can help me ask somebody sitting by your side, are you a child or a visitor? Ask that person. Are you a child or a visitor? Are you a child of this family or a visitor? Or you are a guest? Are you a child or a guest? How many of us are guests? How many of us are not guests? You are not a guest. Hallelujah. So you are not a guest if you have found a place to serve. You are not a guest if you have been involved in the ministry of the body of Christ. You are not a guest if you have obeyed everything that the Lord is asking you to do as a part of this body. And one of the things that the Lord is asking us to do is to come and be baptized. Is to come and be baptized. So, if you have not been baptized by immersion, and you are a part of the body, and if you look through the Bible, you'll see that baptism by immersion was, was, was what Jesus did, isn't it? What Jesus did was what? Baptism by immersion. What Paul did, although we didn't have the record, but we, we know that it was baptism by immersion because Jesus had set the example. And as many as are being saved, they must be baptized. So if you have been, if you have been, if you have been baptized and you are not saved, no. If what you did was a public bath. Okay? What you did was a public bath. You have to be, to give your life to Jesus, be baptized, and then become a part of the family. Maximize the grace and the opportunity that you have. As you are baptized and you become a member of the family, your impact must be felt by the head of the church. That is God. And also the members of the family, that is other members. You are not to be idle, rather you are to maximize his grace upon your life by serving his body. As I conclude this message, understanding the depths. I want us to know that we need to understand the depths or the importance of baptism. We must understand that it is important. Because Jesus says, you know, Jesus kept talking about as many as are saved and are baptized. If you are saved and you are baptized. So, you, you cannot speak, I'm saved and you are not baptized. You must be saved and you must be baptized. You must genuinely be ready. If you have not been born again, to be born again. And if you have not been baptized, to be baptized. And the question is, if your baptism hasn't been by immersion, and you are saying, I'm a child of God. It means that there is something missing. And that is obedience. Paul said, it is no longer I that lives. And so if you are a child of God, truly, it should not be difficult for you to say, my will, I'm surrendering to Jesus. I love him so much that I'm willing to publicly declare that I belong to him. I'm willing to publicly say, 
that I belong to this family. I'm willing to publicly say that I want to serve him with everything that he has given me. It should lead us to appreciate the gift of Christ who has qualified us to become his own through his death on the cross and resurrection. So I pray this morning that as many as are struggling with baptism by immersion, the Lord of heaven will speak to your heart. He will convict you and he will give you boldness to come to say, I want to be baptized. Let us bow our heads as we pray. If you are here this morning, while they were giving that call, for those who want to be baptized, to, to stand up, you were struggling in your spirit. The Lord is calling you again this morning. That you should please come. Come and identify with this body that you so love. The Lord will want you to just rise on your feet. Wherever you are. Just rise on your feet. To openly, to say, I want to be baptized. To say, Lord, take my will. Let it be. Let it be yours alone. I'm surrendering myself to you. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jackanier Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.